And we're back from a break on the Brother Side Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. Today we have Angela Schmidt with Schmidt Law Firm and Council for Coaches. Hello. What's like up, yelling. Angela? Hi. What's I, feel like, I feel like you're yelling. Am I yelling? I feel like so, you're yelling. Yeah, was, what episode I'm just is so this? excited. This is episode 15. 15. 15's kind of a milestone. And we're drinking Coors. Coors. We Cheers. are. With the Finally, Blue Mountains. Cheers to the Coors. Mountains. We've actually been searching for a guest that will drink Coors with us. Oh, so. seriously? Yeah. You passed, <laughs> and we yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, well, I had grew to love it when I lived in Denver, so. How was, long did you live in Denver? Um, for, what are we later, five years we were in Denver. Okay. Went to law school and then worked there for a few years, so. All right. Isn't that. Lots of drinking in law school. It, yeah, well, there's drinking in all schools, right? <laughs> all Colleges. Colleges. Like not at Westridge Elementary well, where my kids go. High school for you. not. <laughs> yeah, all right. A little bit in high school. So, um. Let's let's get into your background a little bit here, because today we're going to break the stigma of attorneys of I hope so. being pretentious, egotistical, maybe a little assholeish. All <laughs> the fun things, yeah. So all the best things. We have to know a little bit more about you. You're from Iowa. That makes you a Hawkeye fan. Yes, it does. Uh, Although I will show? say, yeah. no, 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 Show's no. over. <laughs> My dad lived in La Vista since I was in like eighth grade, so the Nebraska's been growing on me, you know, a little yeah. bit. But really, if I really had to say it, I'm a diehard Irish fan. So Notre Dame. Irish overall, and all the way up. Okay. Ooh. So, so should we talk about the Alabama gamer? Or? We should. I think that's too soon to talk. About. <laughs> we, we, need a, we need a drink for that. <laughs> I definitely need a drink for that. There, the crime scene is still too fresh because <laughs> that was a bloodbath. <laughs> I will say. At least we covered the spread because yeah. we had some people, you know, betting on that at least. Yeah. So. There's no expectation for you guys to win that game. Not really. It's one of the best yeah. Alabama teams and even yeah. for them. Yeah. So we Is hung really? in there. Yeah. We did We did all right. Yeah. You, you we were got one touchdown called back, so it would have been even closer had yeah. that actually been a touchdown. Pesky so. penalties. Nebraska knows a lot about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know how Nebraska has grown on you as bad as we've been in the last, like, I don't know. There's just it's the it was, I remember when we first moved to Omaha, and like I went to the grocery store during a Nebraska game, and then the game's over the loudspeakers, and I was just like, "What is going on? Like it's yeah. everywhere." Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can't escape it anywhere during a game day. So it's not like that in Iowa. I don't ever remember it being like yeah. that. Yeah. Is there a divide in Iowa? Like if you're on the east side, then you're an Iowa State fan. There's a is lot. That, there is definitely a divide, yeah. And I know, like, my brother-in-law went to Iowa State, so he's probably not too happy that I, I lean Hawkeye. But sure, you know, how big Who is that rivalry? Huh? Yeah, how big is that rivalry? <laughs> um, it's pretty. I'd say it's a pretty decent rivalry. So yeah. do people key cars and stuff like that? <laughs> I don't know. I stayed out of all that. A lot of so. vandalism. <laughs> You've never represented any. Uh, Vandalizers, vandalizers in the Iowa, Iowa State rivalry? No, no, can't say that I have. I have avoided criminal law like like it's the plague. So yeah. that's mm. that is not my forte. What is so? What is your forte? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mostly work with business owners. I do a lot of business and employment law and help them start their business, grow their business, hire their team, uh, fire their team, if that's the case. Sure. We will help you fire your team. Get (laughs) out of here, Johnny. I think I missed that on the commercial. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. It's not appealing, but that's usually when they come to me is when they want to get rid of someone. And then they're like, okay, how do I do this right the next time? I've uh, unfortunately Mm. fired a lot of people in my time. And I don't know that I've always done it by code or law. Yeah. Alex the Executioner Pearson. That's, <laughs> that's order. The Executioner's coming. <laughs> Run for your cars. Yeah, well, some days you it can did be that fire bad. a ton of people. My tolerance for, I, I just didn't have patience for bullshit. So well, To be fair, true. though, he hired a lot of people. Yeah. I did. I hired a lot of people. Yeah. Yep. But then fired them like a week later. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a good fit. Your They're tenure not a good wasn't fit. very long. No. Yeah. Oh, my. Not under it's the Executioner. It's good that we're in at-will state, so you don't have to, you know. What made you want to become an attorney? Um, it probably goes back to, I don't know, I'd say high school. Just okay. I was on the debate team. I was one of those nerdy Nerd. kids. Definitely. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Majorly. Yeah. Um, then I did mock trial when I was at college and just like loved being in the, the courtroom and doing that. And my mom will say it probably started earlier than that because I used to argue with her quite a bit. Did you win those arguments? I think so. Yeah, of course. Whoever thinks they lost an argument. But now I... I, not you. Now I have... My mom's a redhead, and now I have a redheaded child, and so Uh, now it's coming back to bite me. So they just definitely... Yeah, they're a different animal. (laughs) And they'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I was at a bar, and this girl had red hair, and she goes... Yeah, you don't want to mess with me. I'm like, hmm, that's a bold <laughs> statement to come out of the gates with. And yeah, I'm just like, like I just met you. Yeah. I don't okay. know That's you. attractive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I moved on from that quickly. But uh, so you were a super nerd mm-hmm. in high school and college. Definitely. And why did you pick the area of expertise that you're in right now? So it's interesting. I remember when I was writing my essay to law school, I was writing it about my grandpa because he was, um, he was born in Sweden. He came over here. He was very technical minded. So he worked for Oyster, the kitchen company, and had a ton of patents. So I had done research on like all his patents that had his name on it because he was like the designer. And I was like, what the hell? He only got $50 like as an employee to create all these <laughs> That patents. doesn't seem fair. I should be an heiress right now. Like, I right. don't understand why we don't own the company. Um, so I was just, I don't know. I've always been driven to like, don't do it for someone else. Do it yourself. So sure. hmm. wanted to go to law school, you know, figure out how do people legally do this themselves and actually have it be in their name and... Um, so I never wanted to do like patent law. That's like a whole, I'm not that technical, like scientific person, yeah, that seems but like it's very... definitely drove me towards wanting to like work with business owners and help them protect their assets and, um, that kind of thing. Although I will say I did kind of get led astray when I was in law school a little bit because I got hooked on family law to start with, and that's a whole nother animal. Oh, yeah. I'm so, sure. What do you mean you got hooked on it? Like someone, like, I, hey, you should try this. <laughs> I think you'd be really good at family well, law. Well, kind So kind of. I started working for um, a judge who was a family law judge, and I was like, oh, I love it. Like I, and then I'm from a family who is divorced. Like my parents are divorced. Sure. So, um, 
I don't know, it just like was intriguing to me. And like at that time, Colorado was kind of like developing law and different things like that, like same-sex marriage was just happening. And so I was seeing all the like, changes in the law happen. And so I thought, oh, family law sounds like really interesting. So, and I worked for a few different firms that that's what they did. So when I started as a lawyer, I started as a family law attorney. And then it took me kind of doing some employment law for other people and then actually starting my firm is when I was like, okay, now let's get back to business law because that's really what we want to be doing. I picture family law out of all law. All law is messy. Yeah. Or can be. Can be. But I picture family law just being a shit show. It's very. Just so much drama. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People get nasty. It's terrible. I've heard people say like, I don't do criminal law, but I've heard them say, like, criminal law, their clients are, like, not necessarily the best people, but they're on their best behavior because they're trying to, like, get out of trouble. Right. Family law attorney or family law clients, they're, like, generally good people, but this literally brings out the worst of them. And so they're on their worst behavior. And so you just see people, you know, lie, cheat, backstab, do, like, all this, everything. So, yeah, you just, you know, I'm, I'm done with that. So. Well, I mean, it's money, you know. Yeah. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. Usually yep. that's what it comes down yeah. to. And kids. Uh, yeah, which Nobody it's, it's kids, intertwined though. with kids. But. <laughs> there was a, there's a few, I mean, handful of guys I work with, many guys I work with have been divorced, but there's a couple in particular that had, like, some messy divorces, one of which <laughs> is ex-wife. No, I don't want to shout out on this one. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to, No. <laughs> Uh, his ex-wife wanted to take the kids to South Africa. What? And, like yeah, permanently or permanently? Oh wow! Yeah, because her new boyfriend lived there. He was a doctor there, uh, okay. and she like, hey, I'm gonna move them there. She was trying to make this argument like they're gonna be more cultured and they're gonna mm-hmm. learn all these new things. He's like, what? And he was he's a great dad, like very involved. And he's like, you can't take my kids halfway across the world, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's how like, I've oh, only tried to summers. move a client to Australia. That's what, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't how do you work. find someone on Tinder on, on, on in Tinder. South America? South Africa. South Africa. Well, it, he was a doctor at UNMC, and then okay, and then you know she also worked there, and then they met you know. Bow, bow, bow. And, bow, bow, bow. and then bow, chicka, wow, wow. yeah, bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really the That's new the boyfriend thing. or new girlfriend you have to worry about in those relationships because those will either help your case a lot or really really hurt your case. So. Sure. Yeah. 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 Needless to say, they didn't last as a couple, <clears throat> so she's glad. You know, everybody's glad that yeah. didn't end up happening. Yeah. But it's just an example of like in the moment of their divorce, like he's like mystified by even the suggestion that that could happen. You know, just yeah. like, no, like you can't take my kids. Yeah. You know, it's on it. So I think, yes. You can't make this I stuff agree. up, though. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that's not even like that bad of a story from what you've heard. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have a story you can share? Or is Do that I have? Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> not using names. You know, I think there's a few that stand out to me. Like, um, I there's a couple that I worked on. One was in Colorado where it was like the sperm donor case gone bad. Oh boy! Like um, I like it. They didn't want a baby, but they ended up. He ended up giving a donation. Um, and, and, then, and the wife didn't know about it. 
Or the girlfriend? Oh no, 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 no. She wanted it, but then she he she told him that she destroyed the sample like after they broke up, but she uh, didn't. Oh. She ended up I don't know turkey basting it. it or something, <laughs> and uh, so they ended oh. up having a kid together, which he found out like two years later. Wow. And then is fighting for custody of the kid because now he wants to be a part. Of it. it was like Jerry, Jerry. It was crazy. <laughs> you, no, it's Maury. You are the dad. You are. The dad. Yeah. You are yes. The father. Yeah. Yes. That, wow. That I mean, it, that you know, it's comical now. I'm sure it wasn't to that guy, but right. Um, I yeah. asked. So my my wife uh, had to go through IVF, and I asked the doctor. I said, "Have you ever accidentally like mixed, mixed up the samples?" And she goes, "I mean, there's so many checkpoints. It would be nearly impossible, but it is possible." I was like, <laughs> "So." <laughs> That makes me hmm. feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very confident right now. But yeah. yeah, that's kind of a scary, scary. thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't look like me at all, <laughs> you know? Weird. Um, milkman. It's hard to milk. make the, the milkman excuse when it's IVF. Right? Right. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, good stories? Oh, man. So I would say, I don't know, one of the sadder ones that I saw was... Uh, you know, like a remarriage, and they both had adult children, and then they were doing their estate planning, and the dad decided, or the husband decided, he didn't want his wife's children to inherit everything. Well, that created such a huge rift in their families that they ended up filing for divorce, and the whole divorce was just because her children wanted, I mean, he was very wealthy, and so her children wanted their half of his estate, and it was just like, I don't know. They they were a happy couple too, like to right. begin with. And but then it just they, and this went on for like years too. He ended up actually dying before the whole divorce was done. So and then I left that firm. So I don't know how it ended. But oh wow! It was it was pretty terrible. But I just have no. I would have no desire to be an attorney. No offense. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it gets. Uh, it gets. I mean, I know you love it, being, but man, do I uh, want to do it? Well, I took business law in college. Yeah. And well, you just, own a business, so you yeah. kind of. But the terminology, it's almost like Shakespearean. Like, they, it just tries to fool you. Thou <laughs> shall, all those the terms. Legalese. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's where, you know, I try to stray a little bit from the typical attorney. Like, I'm, like, always trying, let's, let's just pare this down to normal language. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of times what I do is just I'm reviewing contracts. I'm trying to make them actually, like, normal people terms mm-hmm. instead of using crazy words but still i mean there are some things that i struggle with because i'm like well we have to say it that way because right. it means you know but so it'll hold up in court yeah, yeah yeah but that's i mean a lot of what i do especially with the type of clients that i work with like they don't want super formal super legalese like they want real you know they're like usually service providers and they have intimate relationships with their clients and they want like normal like talk instead of crazy talk so we call that spanglish spanglish yeah Yeah, there you go no i mean i can't tell you how many documents i've read where i'm like hmm, looks good you know i (laughs) I have no idea like how many how many people read like an apple agreement yeah that thing's like just 10 pages long at least yeah it could say i'm gonna murder you yeah yeah (laughs) have you read it one of those Yeah. yeah all the way through well, so it's funny. So I've started now, like, writing those kind of agreements. Oh, like, geez. those online, Paul, like, whatever. The and I'm like, forms. now I'm probably the only one who reads these. But I'm like, oh, let me read that. Let me, do-, you know. 
But, oh yeah. Uh, I just there, scroll to the bottom, hit agree. It's, it's, I it's, it's yeah, they're okay. usually just assume it's one-sided. Assume you have no rights, right. and yep. you're giving up your privacy, probably. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of the biggest thing in those agreements? Is privacy stuff? Privacy, intellectual property, like mm-hmm. who owns the rights to what, things like that, are usually. Yeah, I think know, everybody's you just can't just sign for me anything. Up. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, who's I don't know if you want to be like on Facebook or something, you're. You can't really go to them and negotiate the terms of it. So right, sure. you're just going to click yes and. You're signing up yeah, for it. Yeah. Like, you're under signing these up. Terms. We've given up so much of our like privacy rights as a, oh. as a country. It's crazy. Like, And it's not going to get any better, though, either. I don't think so. With no. all the social media, I mean, you just click and continue <clears throat> to give it up, yep. give it up. Yep. And so. yeah, my wife was watching a series. I can't remember the name of it, but it, uh, it was on Netflix and it was about privacy. Okay. And. Um, She's like, it's scary how much like we've yeah. given up our rights. Isn't social dilemma. That, so yeah, right? social dilemma. Maybe that's what it was. That's, yeah, yeah that's that is crazy. scary. Like, yeah. And just like how they target the news feed to only, I mean, that's what I think's created such like a disparity in our viewpoints. Like everybody's, you're the here, you're here. It's so extremist. Right. It's right. like, because they just feed you these extreme thoughts on both ends. Well, the people in that show that, you know, work for Facebook and Google, some of the higher ups yeah. are sad that they even came up with these algorithms yeah. to like keep you addicted to this stuff, and the they have issues not looking at it. Right, their own product, their right. own yeah. product. Like, yeah, I've been targeted. I did this to myself. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's like an addiction or something. Basically. Yeah. So part of uh, you know law, there's a stigma, mostly males. Is that changing? So it's interesting because when you go to law school, it's like 50-50 now, men and women in it. But then when you look at like the partner level, like at different firms or just older attorneys, like women just drop out so much faster um, and they don't make it to partner level. And so it's like you start the rat race pretty equally, but by the end of the day, it does become pretty male dominated. Um, Do you think that's because women, you know, start with families and have kids and then... I think that that's attracts. a lot of it. I, I I do think that's a lot of it. I think maybe women too just like change careers different, like switch sure. out a little bit. But um, it is hard. I mean, there's such a wide variety too. Like a, I own my own law firm. I'm a solo practitioner. I can pretty much do whatever I want. But if you go work for like a bigger law firm, there's just so much more hierarchy and bureaucracy oh, yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. And so if you take time out to have kids, like you're just pushed down kind of that you know, you're on the mommy track now. Right. You're not right. like it's just so unfair. Like it should shouldn't be that way at all. I yeah, mean, I don't I'm yeah, not a fan. But do you envision, <laughs> that's why I don't work for big law. Right. Do you envision hiring people for your firm? Um yeah. Well, actually, I mean more yeah. attorneys. Yeah. So today I just actually sent an offer letter to my assistant, so I'll be taking someone new on board to help me with that side nice. of things. Congratulations. Um, yeah, that's thank awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to start growing the team there, and then, you know, I've had attorneys work for me in the past, and then the one that I really liked, she went in-house somewhere else, so Boo. got her dream job, Becky. I guess. Yeah, we're not giving <laughs> yeah. a shout-out to Karen. Yeah. No chance. Yes. <laughs> It's got to be Becky but, or yeah. Karen, doesn't it? Yeah, close. Yeah, close. So, so were, the, were they like 1099 employees then? Or no, were they straight actually, up employees. They okay. Yeah, yeah. So how to do all the payroll taxes and all that fun stuff. Yep. 
Running a business isn't easy. It's not easy. And it's like, yeah, it's so much easier to hire like an independent contractor. When you hire an employee, then you have just, you know, so much more that goes into it as far as like taxes and reporting and, you know, keeping track of all that stuff. So it's, sure. uh, I'm, I'm, but I will say like doing it myself has helped me so much more and helping then clients do it and sure. make it easier for them because I understand the pain. Right. So. I'm living this. <laughs> I'm right alongside you. Mm-hmm. And everyone just thinks, oh, you're the business owner, you're making all this money, and you know you have overhead, you have yeah. all these things to keep track of. I mean, I'm trying to hire my first employee with my franchise right now, and this morning I went through my checklist of like, okay, I gotta have I-9s, W-4s, mm-hmm. background checks, uh, all the employee posters, federal, state. Notices, yeah. Notices, yep. it's just like, I like that you have a checklist, though. The nerd in me kind of perks up at that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, did you say checklist? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope it's part of an Excel and, spreadsheet. And I, yeah, I always feel like I'm missing something, though, too, you know? But, you know, I'll figure that out as Well, is a develop. lot of that through the franchise, like, that's part of their checklist? No, that's just one I've created for my own. I mean, they give you more of a basic like outline, and- more marketing materials and stuff like that. But that kind of stuff is on you? Yeah. I mean, oh. they'll give you recommendations, but sure. as far as like how you set up your company, if you're going to do an LLC, they don't tell you what you have to do. That's all on you. And so if you want to do an LLC, S Corp, C Corp, whatever, you have to figure that out with your attorney. and Your um, attorney and your accountant are your, your best friends right. in starting a business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. In my opinion. I, I, don't <laughs> even, I don't even mess with that. I went straight to my attorney and he works really well with my CPA and said, hey, yeah. Can you guys just do this and then do that? And they take care of 50% of it up front, yep. which is nice. Yep. See, I went through LegalZoom when I started my oh, company. Oh, no, don't say that. Started my <laughs> The nerd's ears popped up again. I went through uh, to build my LLC, a little LegalZoom, and boom, I'm a company, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, in business. I'm, I'm like small, small fries. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do just a side business of CPR training. Okay. So it's not like... I'm moving thousands of dollars by any means. Uh-huh. I do a handful <laughs> of classes a year. So yeah. for me, it wasn't Well, it makes me happy that it. at least you have a separate legal entity. But Yes, where many Many people don't even do that. Yeah. Just get paid under the table, which I, part of it too was like, I want to be able, at the time, which I haven't really done well, was like I wanted to market myself or like network mm-hmm. and market. And I'm like, I can't just... Network is Justin Pearson, sort of, you know, CPR trainer. I wanted to have a, you know, make it more legit. Yeah, and, yeah. And that way, I felt like people would take me more seriously. Now, yeah, but you have to go out there and promote it. I said right. I haven't been holding up my end of the bargain. Okay, yeah. but when I set it up, that was the idea. Yeah. Um. It's a lot of work to network. <laughs> <laughs> that like, is true. It's not like I don't want to. It's just. Part of it, too, is having young kids. I watch my kids on my days off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to make it to a meeting, I got to take my kids to daycare or my wife has to, you know, have the time available yeah. to watch them. So it's just. Or you could have done what I did. So I started my business when I was five months pregnant. So I went to all those networking meetings with a little infant in my arms. Oh, and I was boy. like, hey, you, I'm right? here. Yeah. So for Where were you networking? Months, um, I did oh, a lot boy. with Here's like, the pitch. No, oh no, 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 keep going. <laughs> I, I would say the Sarpy Chamber was a big one. Sure. So I yeah. did a lot with them and 
Um, I've done some with Center Sphere and other groups like that, so yeah. check them out. But are you in Center Sphere? No, I'm not currently. I was just talking to my marketing gal about joining it this year and like getting more involved in it. So yeah, I'm a member. He's a member. His, okay. His wife is El Presidente. Well, yeah. maybe by the time this airs, I will be a member. So Ooh. we'll just say that. Well, we're this airs tomorrow, so okay. I guess you, I'm sticking. I'm really sticking. fast. <laughs> Get I better on. go sign yeah. up. Yeah, they just redid their website, and they're going to have an app okay. out. So it's, oh, an it's, app. Yeah, which is kind of a big deal for them. Yeah. I mean, it's a small company. So. Yeah. They um, seem to do a really good job. I've heard really good things. So There's a lot of people in it, a lot of good people. Yeah. So I've gotten... I've probably dished out more business than I've given business, but, it, you know, I had a yeah. DJ services, so those aren't utilized all the time until I bought this franchise. So mm-hmm. now I'll see more benefits, but yeah. DJ is kind of a one-off. Like well, you know, it, 2020 wasn't a great year no, for DJing. No, terrible. <laughs> terrible <laughs> year. Yeah. Hey, I'll get your wedding. Oh, gosh. It postponed. Oh, Anybody want to dance by their tables tonight? Make sure you're social distancing. <laughs> hey, Keep those masks up. Hey. Yeah. Jenny, put your mask on. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, I mean, I think it's important to network, especially that's one of the things I like to offer my clients when I work with them is not just like the legal stuff, but also let me connect you to everyone else you need to grow your business. So, right. Yeah. Is definitely. there a networking platform for attorneys? Well, what do you mean? Oh, crap. Hello, Rhonda. Hello. Ra- I'm Rhonda. sorry. No, you're good. Car- Karen, is that you? No, this that is- would be the attorney on the case I'm trying to settle. So we'll Ooh. get back to him. But yeah. Yeah, that was an important one. Sorry. That was. That's all right. He knows I'm doing this right now. So he should have known better. He should have known. Are there is there animosity between attorneys? You know, when you're going head to head on a case, there's got to be. You know, there? it's so interesting. I would say when I was younger, I used to feel that a lot more. But now I'm just like. We can fight it out, and then we can go grab beers together afterwards. Like, there's no, yeah. Like, that's kind of the point I'm at now. Like, I don't know. It's like the UFC. Like, the (laughs) UFC, I don't understand how you can fight each other and then shake hands afterwards. And those guys do the same thing. It's just that mutual respect. Yeah. Like, they know how hard it is to, like, be in that spot. Yeah. That, are you looking at my bald head? (laughs) I mean, you keep looking it's, at it. It's so shiny. I know it's, it's shiny. I just keep looking at okay, your sorry, eyes. Are eye contact. Up. I got you. <laughs> I'm surprised you noticed that. I, that's like the fourth time I've seen you do it. I finally just mustered up the guts to call you out on it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the mutual respect yeah, piece of it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we know at the end of the day, you're just advocating for your client and you're doing the best you can. And we all know our clients don't tell us 100% of the truth all the time or the full story. There's two sides to every story. Right. So Three sides. Yes. Three sides. Yeah. yeah, their side, your side, and the truth. Right. right? So. Yes. I, yeah. uh, I learned that when I had procuring back when I was 20 at a house, okay. par- at a heart- house party. And I had like 18 accounts of procuring, which wasn't cool at the time. So I remember watching my attorney step out of the room, talk to the other attorney, and I don't think they knew I was like right there and could hear everything they were saying because it was kind of around a corner. Mm-hmm. And my guy was like, yeah, I mean, this guy doesn't have any priors. What do you say? We just, you know, get him an MIP and call it good. And he goes, yeah, I think that sounds fair. All right, we'll, we'll see you later. I mean, that it's was all it. Negotiated. And then, yeah. and then yeah. they just yeah. walk up to the judge yeah. and it's already settled. And I'm like, huh. 
There goes two grand. That's well, why you need to hire that attorney, though, to make it that yeah, easy of a conversation. Because otherwise, it's otherwise Alex you're that finding it out. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, because when you raise an example like that, it makes it seem like both of them didn't really care that much. Yeah, yeah they probably. Like, didn't. I don't care. I don't know where we're getting yeah. beers after this. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But they have a good working relationship, yep. and you know, hey, you and scratch my back, I'll scratch you. Yeah. Yep. 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 So you're paying for the value of that. Oh, I totally understand. How long it took them to do it? Right. Yeah. Which well, that uh, took me a long time to realize too, and I think starting a business helped me. It's not because attorneys are like so much like the billable hour and how much time. Like I've gotten so like farther away from that, where I do so much on flat fees now, and it's really like. What's the value of what I'm offering you mm-hmm. instead of like how much time does it take me to do it? So sure. I think that's a huge point for any business owner to start charging your value, not charging your time. I totally agree. And mm. I like that. I, I think people need to wrap their head around the idea that attorneys are good people to have in your back pocket. Yeah. Because I think th- some people are intimidated when they hear the term attorney or lawyer, yeah. like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, no, they actually do a lot on the front end yeah. to save you from yeah. getting into trouble. Yeah. And that, yeah, most of the work I do with business owners, it's preventative, a yeah. lot of it. It's like, what will keep you out of that lawsuit or what will stop the employee from suing you or how can we save money or save this relationship, this business yeah. relationship instead of, right? you know. If you, if you need me to go to court for you, I will go to court for you. But let's try to prevent that from ever happening. Right. We'll get into the, into the courtroom after this quick commercial break. Hey, guys. Alex here at the Brotherside Podcast. For those of you who know me and know me well, you may not know that I tend to have an anxious personality. Hard to believe, I know, especially considering my outgoing personality. Normally, I just manage this and take it as it comes, but I find that using Able CBD's tincture really helps to manage my anxiousness. I love that the products are organic and all natural, and especially appreciate that they make their products right here in the good old USA in partnership with American farmers. I didn't know that much about CBD before meeting recent ultramarathoner Adam Monkey who actually swears by Able CBD, but I am so glad I was open-minded enough to give it a try. Oh, and by the way, it does not contain THC. We're grateful that Able CBD agreed to be a brand sponsor, and as a valued listener of the Brother Side, you can use our special code BRO15, B-R-O-1-5, at www.ablecbd.com. That's www.ablecbd.com for a 15% discount at checkout. Check out ablecbd.com. We're back to the Brother Side Podcast. We have Angela Schmidt here with Schmidt Law Firm and Council for Coaches. Angela, we were just discussing a little bit about the courtroom. How often have you been in the courtroom and what's that like? Is it kind of like Judge Judy? Oh, exactly. I mean, if you go in front of Judge Lowe in Douglas County, it is just like Judge Judy. Is it really? I always feel like he's like auditioning for Judge Judy because I'm like, man, he would be perfect. Or Judge Joe Brown. Like, that's who he reminds me of. But but no, most judges are not like that. So, is Judge Joe Brown divorce court? 
Yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I know who he is, but yeah. I can't remember yeah. which. Well, I don't know so. that or small claims. I don't know what it. No, I can't it believe. I don't like, have much people, time for daytime. Right. TV. I can't believe people even watch that. I mean, it's like uh, petty money. It's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's usually know? like nothing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say the the biggest misconception about court is like you watch a TV show or something, and like everything happens like that day, the next day. What like it's so fast, like. A typical like case is gonna be like six months, a year, like somewhere yeah. around there. And so people just like the time perspective of how quickly things happen is just so different, I think, in real life than it is on, you know, what people expect. But yeah. Um I, I would say I am certainly in court a lot, like I was in court a lot for family law stuff, like we're always having temporary hearings and things like that. Um other things, like I don't know, I probably try like one to two actual trials a year, which really? is a pretty actual decent amount that actually go to trial. Because most um, things get most settled. Most of them settle, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, I'm supposed to go to trial next week. I'm like, fingers crossed that we'll actually get it settled. But if not, like, that's going to be a full day trial and probably We're gonna battle. two days, three days. Does that excite you to go into the courtroom? So a little bit, Are like you? it's just a lot. Like I go, I like over prepare. Like that is what I do. Uh-huh. Like, so. I, like, spend days, you know, going through stuff, and you just, like, get in the zone. Like, for me, it's, like, I've literally memorized everything, and, like, you mentioned something, and I know exactly what exhibit that's referencing, and, like, I don't know. I definitely, like... You have a photographic memory, then. Okay. <laughs> Only, like, in, like, intense moments, or, like, I'll go to trial, the adrenaline's rushing, like, I'm just, like, you know, everything's, like, happening. Thrive the next day, pressure. I'm, like, what? I don't remember, like, at all, so... Like, I, see, I want it to be like A Few Good Men. I love that movie. You can't <laughs> handle the truth. I want to know like how many times you've demanded like who ordered the code red or like do you um, have a lucky bat that you think really well with? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Like, something like that because that's, yeah. that's how I want it I to be. I will say I feel like I had a Legally Blonde moment once though and like I kept objecting to something and the judge was like, yes, Mishme, I've noted your like – you're strenuously objecting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey. Do you, do you, strenuously. Do you scream objection? So, I mean, you do have to say objection. Like, give, give us your like, objection. You know, objection hearsay or objection like. So you can just kind of. Irrelevant. You don't have to yell it. Like, objection, bus There's not man. that many people in there. You're not like talking over this. No, not usually. Well, so that's interesting. Like the um, temporary hearings, you go to those, like there's a courtroom of people. Mm-hmm. They're calling like 30 cases that morning. Like So, so it's everyone's just, like, just waiting for their turn. And everyone's listening to your case and your argument and things like that. But when you're actually like at trial, it's usually just your people in the courtroom. So it's, yeah, it just depends. I feel like I would just get intense and slap the table and say, objection. <laughs> like, uh, that makes no sense. Mr. Pearson, so sit back down. It's you're definitely okay. different you're in MIP court. In Shut up. Colorado <laughs> versus Nebraska. So, like, when I was in Colorado, it was much more formal. Like, we stood up and blah, blah, blah. In Nebraska, everyone just, like, sits back at the council table and, like, talks and whatever. And that was... I don't know, just like little things like that that were just different. It's not as formal. So I came in and I was like this formal attorney and like citing my bar number and the court just kind of looked at me like, okay, thank you. All right, nerd. (laughs) Nerd (laughs) alert. Yeah. Rookie. Okay. We got a rookie. You know. We got a new person. Yeah. That was like 10 years ago. So I'm, I'm better now. Well, that's good. The courtroom is intimidating. I've been in court. So have I. Uh. 
not good. Federal court once. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Not cool. Alex, yeah. Alex was, I was a gangster. I, it's not no. at all how I describe <laughs> no, it. No, <laughs> not in that case. That was probably one of the scariest moments of my life, actually. Really? Being federal you court. You were very nervous. It yeah. is different. I will tell you, this year I had to actually give a deposit. Like, I, somebody took my deposition this year. Yeah. Like, I've never actually been the person, like, getting their testimony taken before. And I was like, it is definitely different on that side of the table. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you just, I was being represented, so I had things on the line, you yeah. know, and uh, a lot of money, a lot of money, maybe some jail time. That was thrown uh, out there. Although yeah. I don't think that was ever like, re- but when someone says that to you, like that's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you go to the worst place, but like, yeah, in your situation, being like first time. Well, doing. that's where the attorney just like let's take the emotion out of it. Let's just talk the reason. Oh yeah, and, it yeah. was yeah. I mean, that's, but when it's you and you're in it, it's totally different. That was when I realized how much I appreciate attorneys and the and the network they have because mm-hmm. the situation I got in. My business attorney could not handle, so he referred me to another guy that was high up in Omaha to take this case on. And through that connection, you know, he ended up getting it all expunged or whatever, whatever the term is, and got me off. I was sweating major bullets. I'm like, I might not make my wedding because I might be in the doghouse. Uh-oh. Yeah. But the wife wasn't too happy about that. No, I mean, it was all kind of false just to kind of... It wasn't, yeah. I mean, yeah. to hit on it, they tripped with my old company, a lawn landscape company. They tried to hit us for harboring illegals, which okay. did not stick. But we had to go through the whole process. Yeah. It cost a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, it was all fictitious and, and made up. And we knew that. And it, it was a scary time. They did yeah. not take that lightly. Yeah. No, it's not. You got, you were targeted. Your business was targeted. You know, the, we had competing businesses going after, or basically coming after you guys. And, you know, you were forced to defend yourself. And that's just a really hard position to be in. It was. Awkward and expensive. Uh, I got the yeah. best, the best um, immigration attorney in Omaha. And he was not cheap. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Don Shinzi. What's up, Don? What up, Don? Don Shinzi. I haven't seen Don in years. That's I mean, a good for thing. obvious reasons. <laughs> but that's that's sometimes you don't want to see us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in that circumstance for sure. I wanted to get him a gift, but I'm like, his gift was all the money I paid. <laughs> You're not getting no no cheese and wine yeah. for this deal. Here's a he twenty five giving you the cheese and wine. Yeah, yeah seriously. No kidding. Here's a twenty five dollar gift card to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> like Thanks. <laughs> Lawyer but Shinzi. it's good that your business attorney got you an expert. And I think yeah. that's part of our job as attorneys yeah. is like we know when we don't know something and who you should be talking to. Well, so. I mean, was, he knew is yeah, it was just above what he does on yeah. day to day. He's like, I don't handle immigration, but let me make some calls for you. And that's yeah. what he did. And he goes, this is the guy. Yeah. Well, there's two of them. I can't remember the other one since it was federal and I had a business partner. Mm. We had to each, each have our own their, attorneys, yep. which is horseshit. But I mean, it's like <laughs> we're it's the, the same, same charges. Yeah. Same well, thing. but you might have a conflict of interest, so yeah. So or they might negotiate a, a different deal for each of you, or if I don't one know. Of you flips on one the other. of you knew about it, and the other one didn't. Who knows? So oh, right, that's true. Yeah. So this was the time that the Anthony Garcia, 
he killed he was a Creighton professor that killed some people. Uh, okay. So yeah. he was in the county court or city court. I was in the federal court. I'm like, what in the hell? Like we know this guy has did it. Yeah. And there's this huge yeah. trial around there. And I'm like, I'm over here and he's over there. <laughs> what? I'm in federal court. <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. So yeah, that was like two thousand fifteen or sixteen. Yep. Gotcha. But, gosh, it doesn't feel that long ago. In some ways. I'm glad it's that long ago, honestly. <laughs> you had a, you kind of had a string as a business owner there with some just issues. It just seemed like big issues. Yeah, you in know. In a row there. So what other issues have you had as a business owner? Yeah, looking back, uh, well, we started the business when you're 16. So when you're 16, you don't know anything. <laughs> and everything's kind of yeah. trial and error, right? Yeah, yeah. Looking back... If, you know, now I'm starting this franchise, I know what I need to do and who I need to call up front yeah. to avoid some of these issues. And through past experience, I know what to do and what not to do as far as, you know, involving 1099 contractors. We had a guy that was fertilizing for us as a 1099 contractor. And one day we wanted to, you know, tell him he was done working with us. We, we didn't like his style of operations, the way he was approaching business decisions. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, you can't do that. I'm an, I'm a part owner. I'm like, of what? Part owner? Of what? And he's <laughs> like, the company. I'm like, no, you're not. You're a 1099 contractor. Where are you on this, uh, what do you call the the agreement? Like your operating agreement? Operating agreement. I'm like, yeah. You thought you had a partnership agreement? Yeah, part, yeah, operating agreement. <laughs> I said, where's your name on here? I don't see it. And he's like, I think at that moment, he's like, shit. Like, I overplayed uh, my hand. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then he wouldn't stop pestering us because he was trying to get the customers that he thought he brought in and, you know, because uh -oh, he was a contractor. So now he's soliciting your clients. Correct. Yeah. So then I had to have my attorney give him a little love letter. Yep. And uh, nice cease and desist. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and that backed him off real quick. But it was kind of, it was just kind of like, unneeded stuff for yeah a few months it yeah. took to really get him to back off but i mean it was a lot of drama around that yeah, too there yeah. was time there was I mean, yeah. that was pretty you know contentious period well and you don't know i mean that's so yeah i think your non-solicitation agreements and your non-competition agreements yeah. are important to have so you don't have people taking it away and correct yeah and it was There's a thing is for him it was a side business it wasn't like his main thing. He did. Yeah, he worked at UP. Yeah, he oh, had a full-time other job that he did, and this was a side business, and that's how he, I mean, he, yeah. But early on for you guys, it's crazy. He was like a mentor for you and well, at, at, in some ways. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. he was, he was mm -hmm. an older gentleman and been in the industry longer than we were, Yeah, uh, my business partner and I. But, um, yeah, then he just got kind of snippety and nasty towards the end when, the business was really growing and he was not an owner. He, yeah, he wanted more of it. Yeah. But, so that's where I'm taught. I always talk to people about like, you know, all the contracts you could have, but in like layman's terms, like set clear expectations and have boundaries. Like that's yeah. what, that's what I, 90% of what I talk to people about. So, well, you just have to be proactive. <clears throat> like yeah. now I have the approach. How can somebody screw me? <laughs> Assume hold they it. will oh, screw you. It. Yeah, yeah. Hold <laughs> it. Yeah, that. <clears throat> so Unfortunately, true. yes. I mean, how is this gonna new. bite me in the ass? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's how I think when I roll into every situation. Okay, 
how am I going to get screwed here? But the thing is, is like, you just can't plan for everything. No, you can't. Like, because yeah. sometimes reality is more crazy than the things that you yeah. can think of. Oh, for sure. And that's, that's, I mean. I just had a client call me last week and they were doing this, you know, brand new launch of this new program they were offering. And they had someone who was in their mastermind group steal like everything, like steal their website, like basically just like copied it, like a copycat of everything and was like trying to generate off of their marketing, like generate sales from their program. Oh, and wow. just like, I mean, so it was like, that's where you realize and, you know, fortunately, like, they actually knew the person, which I thought was, like, the weirdest part of it. Like, someone they knew actually, like, stole all that. Right. So, yeah. But you guys uh, friends? <clears throat> it was weird. Not so, anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Not no more. But it was, like, immediately that's where you have to, you know, the cease and desist letter comes into play. The, like, policies you have on your website that say you own the intellectual property, things like that. But... I don't know. I couldn't believe that someone they knew would do that. It's amazing what people will try and pull off in business, yeah. though. Like, how long do you think you're going to get like, away with oh, that? Oh, that was wrong. I didn't know that was wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah. So in that moment, and the other side of these, you know, potential lawsuits is, is it worth going to battle for? How much money am I going to get from this guy? So if yeah. this guy stole it from me and he's only worth ten dollars, yeah, yeah, it's not worth anything. Yeah. No, I think you always should have that conversation. Like, what you know, do we, how far do we take this? And mm -hmm. like, because it, I mean, it's not fun going to court. Like, you have to provide all these documents. You have to like go through this huge, long, drawn out process. You have to like expose yourself to the world. Yep. And then you have all this negativity because they're trying to yeah. like sling every little bit, you know, of bad mud or whatever that they can at you. So. I don't know. Is, well, then, is it worth it at the end of the yeah, day to right. spend the time, money, and effort to do that? So Right. Well, and then, like these people, this guy or gal who's ever trying to steal this website, they they don't get reprimanded. You know, if you're not going to go after them, yeah. then nothing really happens to them, yeah. right? Yeah. Is there anything you can do? Well, I mean, if they're, like, stealing that, like, there's potentially there's fines that they can be subject to and things like that. It depends on how far it goes, like. So, I mean, we, like, hit them with a cease and desist letter immediately, things like that. They took it down right away, so there really wasn't a lot of harm that they did at the end of the day. Uh -huh. But, and that's where, too, like, people are like, I want to sue this person. Well, like, what harm did you actually suffer? So, you have to, like, figure that right. out, too. Did, how much business did yeah, you lose? Did you lose any business? Right. Did it affect your reputation, like, your goodwill, things like that? Yeah. So You're kind of a psychiatrist a little mm -hmm. bit. Oh, a lot. Yeah, I, I probably mean, should have talking people off that. the ledge. I do, yeah. I do a lot of that. Well, that's, it's kind of funny because I like, I actually started like a side business myself, a coaching business. Yeah, and I we, feel just, like, we want to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. But like that, the lawyer skills and the coaching, it all goes hand in hand. So that's a great segue to, <laughs> to, coach, to the, co the council for coaches. Yeah. So yeah. I guess elaborate a little more on, on the coaching side. Yeah. So this year I started council for coaches and Part of it was preempted by most of my clients are service providers. A lot of them are coaches, like life coaches, business coaches, um, consultants, like marketing consultants, business consultants, things There's like that. There's a lot that. of coaches anymore, Man. isn't there? Is there, there it is like a booming industry. Yes. So I feel like I'm like kind of jumping in like while it's in this huge growth spurt right now. Absolutely. And, she's like, yeah, uh, and it's unregulated for too. the most part. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a COVID podcast. You know. Time. Yeah. yeah. 
We're but gonna be one of the few that last. Oh, we're going you the gotta, distance. Yeah, go the distance. That's right. So. Anyway, sorry. No, but I, I so part of me like started it because there's so many startup people who go to legal Zoom and things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, so part of this is like offering legal templates for actual like for your industry like things like that so that was part of it and then the other side is like coaching Mm -hmm. and so coaching people like business coaching mostly but um you know beyond the four corners of an agreement we can talk about boundaries and things like that so i usually say let's look at all your relationships in your business your clients your you know whoever's working for you your employees whoever partners that you might have in business like let's talk about you know beyond just the agreements we can do but actually how do you set like clear expectations and boundaries and like time and things like that because if you don't like you are just going to be burnt out you are going to like i don't know you're going to let people take advantage of you you're going to lose money like all of those things if you don't establish what you will and won't do like in these different relationships handbook yeah that's I think handbooks are huge. Handbooks, SOPs, a, like yeah. things yep. like that. Like how are you gonna use your time? How are you gonna processes and procedures? Like Yeah. Fire department's are big on SOGs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> so we have SOGs, not SOPs, but it's, what is the G? The G is guidelines. G-G. Guidelines, okay. So it's it's there is like a subtle difference there. Yeah. Like it's more like you should follow it this should way, but there's room way. for improvate improvising yeah yeah so and that's on purpose like because yeah on a fire ground any scene is so fluid you just can't dictate like Mm -hmm. you have to do it this way no matter what because when you write things in black and white like well chief told me to do this this i had to do it that way despite the person hanging out the window there you know (laughs) like it it has to be fluid so that people that have been put in positions to make decisions can make the best decision yeah. based on the circumstances. Yeah. And so when you write SOPs and put people, you know, paint them into a corner, yes. that's not good for yeah. a very rapidly evolving situation that requires critical thinking. Yeah. So And and they're always work in progress. Like oh, I yeah. feel like your you know, your contracts, you sign them, that's it until you like sign a new one. But like your SOPs or your guidelines, things like that. Like you have to always be improving them and adjusting them and things like they're living documents. So, and they're more like internal documents. So, and you know, I have like people who, you know, want to get rid of a client or a client's not paying or things like that. Like, and they're like, how far do I pursue this with chasing them for money versus like, when should I just let it go? And so it's like, that's where we create your internal policy. So, you know, like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then after that, I'm just going to write it off, like, Bad to debt. know, you know, how much you're going to do, but. So why, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but why are there so many, like, why is it such a booming business? Like, the why coaching. Why are there so many coaches? Yeah, why is it, like, all of a sudden, I mean, so we've had a coach on here. Two. Two podcasts oh, ago? Yeah, Three podcasts. Williams, yeah, right? We had Carissa, Carissa. Yeah. yeah. We had, yeah, we had Chris yeah. on. Well, and Stacy's a coach. Yeah, Stacy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stacy's a coach, too. I don't know. I think people, and I think it's a good thing. Like, people are just like, having a greater awareness about things in life, and then they're wanting to grow and improve. Like, so I hired a business coach. Like, that helped me in my first few years. I still kind of do stuff with her. But mm-hmm. it's just, um, I think it's different from somebody who's like, you know your therapist who 
is just like kind of sits there and listens to you. Like the coach actually gives you tools and like recommendations and advice. Like you need to be doing this. Right. Um, and so I think people just like, are drawn to coaches more because they actually like see more of an impact and value in their life and their business and things like that. But did you know. validate your coach? Like, all right, <clears throat> how can you coach me based on what? In her testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> Good reviews on Google. Yeah, it's all about the reviews, right? Oh, absolutely, it's huge. Yeah. I wish it you is. could delete them, you know, because you're always going to have a couple bad ones. Yeah, yeah. It's how you respond to them. Yeah, though, you know? I know. I mean, some people have like such an eloquent way of responding to bad reviews that you're like, oh, I love that person even more. So. Right. Like, huh? I feel differently about what I just wrote there. I've, I've actually that. never left a review on anything. Really? No, nothing. Oh, I just, that's not good. You got to start that. Well, what do for you me, do to support business. You don't support no. your own, and you don't support others. You don't yeah, write reviews. the thing is, I don't write bad reviews. Who's gonna either. write a review for your podcast if you never write a review for anyone? Anyway? I mean, it's like mm. karma, you oh, know. Man. It's that's, karma. It would is, be nice to get a good review on yeah. that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Does anybody? Is it? Maybe I should write one on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can. One review of the your brothers. Own. Sure, I could. I'll, I'll be totally transparent. It's me. <laughs> it's me, guys. One of the main awesome po- podcasts. I love yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, this podcast is sweet. Check it out. Uh, no, I, I, bad experiences, good experiences. I just, I don't know. I just never. I've thought about doing it. Actually, <clears throat> I take that back. Like I've been a part yeah. of writing a, v- a review. Like after a good or bad experience, my wife will be driving home from like a hotel or something. Yeah. And she's like, I, that was so good. We need to re- re- leave a review. I will be a part of that. Okay. Does that count? Give some input. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that helps. That helps. But yeah, I'm terrible about that. The part I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going, but no, uh, don't do it. What was I going to say? I think, uh, yeah, reviews are important, but uh, it's funny how people, business owners, act on social media. So, so I, there is a business owner somewhere in Omaha. I won't say who it was, but they made some politic, politically insensitive comments and got their business pulled away as a franchise. Ooh, and I was like, not Man, a good move. No, like you just yeah. have to be more mature. And then I think so, you know, last night with the, you know, storming of the Capitol yeah. building, um, there's a guy I know, he's a, he's a professional trying to grow a business and putting, you know, go F yourself, Trump supporters. I'm like, man, I get what you're trying to say here, but you might want to rephrase like how you're putting yeah. that out to the world because that won't get deleted, yeah. you know? Right. Like, if you're trying anything, to grow your business. I have like, to tell my clients this all the time, don't put stupid shit on Facebook yeah. or like any yeah. social media. like. It, it can always be used as evidence against you. It can yep. hurt your business. Like, yeah. it's just so stupid. Polarizes you. Yeah. Like, you just all of a sudden cut out 50% of people that yeah. might have come there. I mean, it's one thing if you're, like, targeting your ideal niche or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But it's another thing when you're just saying, like, something really polarizing and, like, for no reason. Like, it's not right. helping anybody. Yeah, so. right. And I know you want to just air out your opinion, but yell it. Yell in your bedroom or something. Tell your <laughs> wife or, you know, tell, tell, tell somebody that without putting it on. Yeah. Think in before writing. you write it on social media. We got one minute here. We got okay. it. One minute. We kind of like to wrap it up 
with advice. What would be your biggest piece of advice for someone starting a business or maybe on the coaching side, something you want to get out there to all of our millions of listeners? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. You really put me on the spot. Well, you could. I mean, so much pressure. You yeah. could pitch, it, pitch it. So. You yeah. could pitch yourself, pitch you your know, business. You know, I honestly think, like, people really do need to team up with experts who know, you know, so whether it's an attorney to help you with legal, an accountant to help you with taxes, like a marketing like you just can't do it all you can't wear all hats you can't do everything for your business so finding somebody who knows about your industry and who can help your business is going to be the best way like learn to delegate find an expert who can help you with that issue so um and and depending on what phase of business you're in so that's kind of why i created the council for coaches is to help startups but then when you get in the growth phase of your business, you need one-on-one legal services. You need somebody to help you hire your team and do different things and have partners and investors and things like that. So that's where you need an attorney. So I think it's just knowing you can't do it all. Like I know I've tried it and it's not, it doesn't work. So find other people to help you and it does take a village and you know, best of luck. I think it takes perseverance too and you know, at the end of the day. If you're a business owner listening right now, check out Schmidt Law Firm. She'll help you out, get your business started, or help you with any business issues you have. Thanks for coming on today, Angela. We had a good time. Thank you, Angela. Yeah, Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. This is the Brother's Side signing out. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. Thanks again. See ya.